Welcome to the Originals Podcast, a place where we can have conversations relevant to the young adults community. Well, hello, welcome to the Originals Podcast. We're so excited we're here. It's me, Caleb. There's no Dana today. Dana, as we know, is working on a pretty incredible film at the moment, which we're not going to go too much detail on, mm. but it's pretty exciting. We've got with us today, we have Georgia. Hello. Hello, my beautiful wife. As well as that, we have someone new on today, this absolute legend. Your beautiful friend, Brendan. <laughs> Your beautiful friend. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> Brendan, one of our originals team. And um, we're just going to chat. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. We're going to have some fun. So thanks for being here. Mm. It's going to be fun. It is going to be good. Yeah. So first things first, we're going to start our, our podcast today with a small talk random question and um, this is a good one because I've got a lot of these <laughs> and everybody who's <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> I want you to try and answer this question and the, our small talk question is this, <laughs> what is your serial killer trait? <laughs> Let's explain what that means. So okay, your, yeah, your serial killer trait meaning if one day you turn out to be a serial killer, the rest of us will think based on this trait, I should have known. Mm. Mm. Totally. I yeah. feel like sometimes it's hard to answer yourself. Others may need to comment if you're not sure what yours mm. is or you may be very well aware of what your serial killer trait is. Totally. I ask this question a lot in small talk situations but I don't actually know what my own is so I'll… You better start thinking. <laughs> in small talk situations. Hey, by the way, my name's Georgia. Hey, what's your serial killer <laughs> trait? <laughs> You'd be surprised how that's generally how it's it goes It's an icebreaker. It, yeah. Oh, wow. Ice, yeah. I get you. Yeah. It I gets, get what you're saying. It gets the crowd… Yeah. So really it's it can be it doesn't have to be something totally you know mm-hmm. you do something like the way you cut up your chicken you know instead mm-hmm. of just slicing it you stab it or something something <laughs> weird like that um it sometimes could just be the most random thing like I'm going to start okay go. okay so one of mine now cuz I'm such a great husband oh come on I love making yeah, my wife <laughs> a cup of tea all right at night always make a cup of tea and so we'll have two mugs, right, and make the tea. And then I'll go bring it to wherever she's on the couch or wherever. And when I'm walking with the tea to give it to her, I always have to clink it. <laughs> <laughs> Only once, never twice. <laughs> unless, so like the unless two mugs together. Unless, you know when you clink something together, it doesn't make the, the right <laughs> clink sound? If it's like an off clink, I have to make sure that's when two's okay oh and no. I can clink. Yes. And he's so good at this that I have never noticed Georgia that never he's noticed. done it. Yep. So he's going to be that kind of killer. Totally. Yeah. Like is it to announce that you've made the tea? Like you've walked in like – Yeah, that's actually a good go. way of thinking of it. I think just because I have two <laughs> mugs in my head that – a full of tea, but make a really good sound. It's like I can't miss the opportunity. So when you're buying mugs, do you like go like, through what the am I gonna do? Just, just walk, walk with it open, free, and not clink it, even though I have an opportunity to do it. Of course, I'm, go- I'm an opportunist. I'm gonna take oh the. <laughs> I'm gonna take the opportunity. <laughs> Love clarity in my mind. Okay, so let me like, go on. You've got to have one. Let me hear it. Okay. Um. To be honest, I. I'm like the most normal person ever. There's nothing weird about me at all. Um, <laughs> Where's the <laughs> laughing button? <laughs> Somewhere. Um, I actually don't know. 
I, I feel like I do a lot of weird things. I feel like when we've talked about this before, I talk about I do a lot of weird play, things when I'm playing like sport or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cricket player. I love it. Cricket's the best sport ever. Don't at me. Um, yep. But like when I'm playing cricket, I do a lot, a lot of weird like mannerisms where I like, you know. So like, like you mean like Rafael Nadal? Like yeah, Rafael Nadal, but like for cricket. So like I like before every like a bowler runs in, I have to like touch both gloves, like fix my pads. What? I tap oh, my no. bat like a certain way. Like I cannot like have to like, I think I tap my bat three times before. Oh, wow. Run, like while the bat's That's run. definitely a serial killer trap. Like, yeah, it's, it's very like, I don't, I don't have many things like that in my life, but I have to do <laughs> that that way. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay. That's, that's good. All right, Georgia K. Okay. No, Georgia, the real serial killer of us the all. Real serial, <laughs> yeah, here we go. I, 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 okay. I'll just say. It. Yeah, go so for it. So when I, whenever I use the microwave, <laughs> depending on how I like, depending on how long I'm going to do it for, I'll intentionally assess because, like, most microwaves have like a one minute button where you totally. can just push it, whatever, and it's one minute. Like a quick, yeah. Without, yeah, like, yeah. I'll assess based on how long I'm putting that item in the microwave for if it's going to be quicker to push the one minute button a few times to reach the time. Or punch in the numbers. Exactly, like yeah. one, zero, zero instead of pressing the one minute yeah. thing. Yeah, so okay. generally if it's more than three minutes, you're better off just, just right putting – because it's three. You know, if it's four minutes, three, you push the button four times three, or you put four, zero, zero. I get you. So, But I stop intentionally before I use the microwave and determine which is going to be quicker. Wow. Or require the fewer the, – the fewest amount of button pushes. <laughs> I feel like I just realised another serial trait that <laughs> oh, I have. So this many. is very similar. So similar, similar to yours. I this is going to upset so many people. If something needs to be like around a minute and a half, but it probably needs a little bit more, just chuck it in for ninety nine seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like go to the. Because <laughs> like ninety nine seconds is the most amount before you have to go to like three different digits. You know uh, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So I just chuck it in for 99 seconds. Okay. So, yeah, that's my little thing that I do. Wow. Randomly. Wow. Well, we want to hear what yours is, our community out there. So make sure you look on our socials. We'll be putting that question up. Yeah. I reckon there's going to be some weird ones out there. I'm I, keen to hear it. The issue is I've got about another 10 different things that I know oh, of. Oh, so that, many. Yeah, definitely serial killer traits. I reckon um, that would like if you made that a separate podcast, serial killer traits. Yeah, for sure. That would go trending because people love true crime. That's right. <laughs> yeah. People are so bad. Yeah, that's if right. you want your podcast to explode, just do a true crime podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's all you need. Here are our OG recommendations for this week. Well, we're going to get some through some uh, OG recommendations. So there's been a lot of things to recommend, really. So many good things happening. That's right. You got one for us, Brendan? Yeah, I've got a one. Um, look, I've got a few, but I'll start. With, I'll just do one. Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast. Okay. Even though this podcast is great, you don't really need anything else to listen to except for this one. That's but there right. Is, if you have an off chance that you're listening to another podcast, here's one you should listen to. A back catalogue isn't too yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I get it, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's called David Tennant Does a Podcast. Um, and this podcast is great. If you don't know David Tennant, he's an actor, he's a British actor, He's played a million different roles, but he's most famous probably for Doctor Who mm. and um, a lot of other different things. Um, but he does a podcast, like the name suggests, and um, he just interviews actors and politicians and just yeah, different cool. British people and yeah, also American. Cool. And like, he, he, he just sits down and makes people like talk like in ways that, like I don't know, actors talking to actors 
it's just really cool. And yeah. the way he just sort of comes across is yeah, nice. Great. And it's a good listen. Okay. There we go. That's a good record. George K. Mm. We have been watching New Girl. Oh, just yeah. Just been added yeah. to Netflix. And up until that point, it was very hard to watch on oh. any other platform unless you were buying it off Apple, totally. I think. Mm. So, oh, it was on Amazon Prime. That's well, why I'm watching yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like, that would be like our sixth subscription. Yeah. So we don't. We start to, yeah. We're mm. trying to cull. But now that it's on Netflix, problem solved. Mm. Yeah, it is, it's, it is that funny. Hit that up. We have, yeah. I think a lot of people stay away from it probably even for just from the title thinking that it's more of like a girly comedy or that mm. kind of thing like Gilmore Girls or, mm. you know, one of those things. Mm. Oh man, I if find you need a good laugh. I find myself mm. full on hysterically laughing. Hey, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. I do mm. like that. Me, okay. Recommendation. I've got a good recommendation for everyone, just for life. Get yourself a reusable drink bottle. Oh yeah. Mm. I think Agreed. that. Yeah. Come on, guys. And to add on to that, one that keeps your beverage cold. Yeah, I'm not saying mm. like I'm not saying just use it just because it's good for the environment, right? Which is a part of it. The amount of plastic bottles you see people drinking. But what I'm going to say onto that is yes, get an insulated mm. reusable drink bottle. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're going to drink a lot more water, which is important, mm. right? Definitely. Second of all, your drink's going to stay cooler for a lot longer, mm-hmm. right? And especially if you pay, get a good brand. You know, and then third thing as not well. Not sponsored by Yeti yet. No, <laughs> hey, I didn't say Yeti. You did. <laughs> Must be nice, Brendan. <laughs> no, yes, get Yeti if you can. Um, no, but let me just add to that. Right, is that yes, you're going to be looking after environment and all that kind of thing. But the best thing about it is that when it's empty, you just fill it back up. And I don't know about you, when I used to get plastic bottles and you're empty and it's like, I don't want to fill back a plastic bottle. I was thinking mm-hmm. about filling up a plastic bottle again. So it sounds like the most mundane thing, but it's going to revolutionize your life. changed my life this year since I got an insulated one in particular. For I sure. had an aluminium bottle before yep. that I used until the novelty of having a new drink bottle wore off. Since getting an insulated drink bottle because I like to drink cold water, I don't like lukewarm or tap water. Mm. Problem solved. There you go. Mm. Right there. Recommend. Recommend. This is the greatest sponsored, not sponsored That's right. thing well, ever. Well, do you know what? If they sponsor me, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Come on. Get that contract out. We'll mm-hmm. go for it. There, there's some good recommendations there. And, um, yeah, let us know anything you've been listening to, seeing, doing. Let us know what you recommend. All on our socials again. It'll be rad. All righty. Let's get into today's topic. So in our world, you know, all of us talking today, we actually work for our local church. We actually work in the church. And I know on this podcast, we have people who listen from church, people who are out of church um, and in our organisation. And one of the things about church, you know, through this season of COVID, which we've gone through, is like a lot of things, but church, probably like, you know, live music and these kind of um, areas church has been affected dramatically mm. and so we've seen churches close down churches having to not run services churches having to pivot as they say mm-hmm. um and do church online and all these things that have um really shaken the church up which i think is a positive thing by the way mm. i'm going to start with that um but one of the most important things that's been in my life that in all my stages because i've grown up in church has been that constant 
time of going to church and being in church and all my friends and my values and, you know, all these things have come from being in church, which is really important. Mm. Um, but COVID's affected that. But I think we should just have a conversation around why we should still value the local church. Mm. Mm. And I know we work in it and we are a part of it. Um, but I, I think more than ever, and I'll say this to anybody, I think the church is in such an important season mm. for us to be able to be a positive voice and a consistent voice and a safe voice for people who are about to deal with, who have already dealt with some pretty difficult stuff, but if we go into a recession and all these things are going to happen, yeah. we need the church. I believe that. Mm. So let's have a conversation about it. The first thing I want to touch on, and anyone listening today, if you haven't been in church before, I recommend going to check one out. Uh, even if you listen to this, hopefully we can give you a good enough idea of what really church is really like too. Mm. Not the old, everyone thinks that if you grew up in a Catholic school or these kinds of things, mm. or you've been to a funeral or an old church and there's really religious ways to do it. The church that we're a part of was very contemporary and, mm. you know, full of young people, full of all generations. So first of all, like Georgia, Brendan, you both grew up in church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Why would you say the church is important? I think we've talked about it at a couple of, you know, on this podcast before, but the fundamentally for community, mm. it's like a lot of people who probably have been in church for a long time or even grown up in church, it's formed the foundations of their belief or, or it's helped support their journey to learning more about God and mm. studying the Bible. But it's probably not the antithesis of everything they've learned about God and everything they've studied in the Bible. It's supported what they've that journey, but it's for not sure. but it's probably equal parts, if not slightly outweighed, for you go for for that family and that community experience mm. and you know, that encouragement that you get from people on the same journey or people who have gone before you on this you know, experience yeah, the yeah, same yeah. things. And for me that's always been kind of what I've loved about one of the things I've loved about being in a church community is just having that family around you. And I, I've lost count how many times I've said it, especially recently with everything going on. I don't know how people who don't have that connection, you know, that kind of community. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how they get through certain things or I don't know how mm. they, for sure, you know, if you don't have that fundamental place to, in, or mm. that fundamental experience or that mm. common ground with people, because people like maybe professional people and it might be a bit of a stereotype but maybe professional people or people with young families they go to work they come home they finally get the day done and then they go to bed and wake up and do it all again there's not a lot of room for co-curricular activities or hobbies Mm, or totally you know Mm. but church if you don't have time for that it you know it's something it's a place that gives you that connection Mm. and i yeah i don't know how people who don't have that, you know, <laughs> no, get totally. through tough times or even make friends or meet new people or, you know, mm. that's, I don't know, brain dump there. Well, there's probably been a lot of times in your life where you've needed that community, right? Yeah, even just growing up. Like the, um, I have been at the church that we're a part of now for 14 years and I started attending as a young teenager and had left a previous the previous church that I grew up in because my parents had a fairly messy divorce that was quite public. And, mm. you know, I spent a couple of years outside of church because I was kind of too young to go anywhere without my family and my family weren't attending um, or I didn't want to attend the church that I had grown up in sure. at that time. Um, and, 
you know, my, my cousin brought me along to our church for the first time and kind of got connected mm. that way and even just I had left everything I'd known. I'd grown up in that church since I was a baby. For I'd sure. left everyone yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. known outside of school, you know, and it coming to that place just introduced me to a whole lot of new people who then I was able to gain support from at That's the right. time, at that time in my totally. life as a young teenager who, you know, had gone through some pretty hectic family Totally, stuff. and home life wasn't safe, well, was safe, but yeah, was, sure. you know, wasn't... Was quite awkward to navigate. Or, which was, yeah, which was difficult, you know, yeah. and it probably wasn't a place where you could really, you know, learn a lot of value and, mm. you know, added to with, with the church. Just needed some other too, voices right? too for people outside the scenario and it's like you mm. get that when you're able to be vulnerable around people who you can trust and I definitely felt that. That might not be everybody's experience but I definitely felt like cool. I had found a community of people that I felt safe with and, yeah, that I had that support around me at that time and yeah. and in many, many scenarios since then, you know, that's my first experience at the church that we're in now and yeah. many, many since then. I love that the community aspect of it. Um, you're saying even those words, saying safe. Because mm. I think um, over the last probably 10, 15, 20 years, we've seen a lot of instances where the church hasn't been a safe place mm. um, for children, for a lot of different things, mm. for people who have maybe chosen to go to life in a different way or things that we thought weren't the normal way of living. And so people thought that the church wasn't a safe place for them to be, mm. um, which we know now and hopefully a lot of people are coming to their realisation understanding that the church is a place for everybody. Mm. And um, first of all, the church needs to be a place that's safe that everybody can attend and come, you know, from children through to, you know, and I, I really hate that um, there's still maybe a little bit of that stigma mm. as well around in our community and in our country where um, and all around the world, to be honest, where people associate certain things um, that, a few individuals have done in churches that have really caused people to think that the church is on a safe place. Mm. Um, but that's one of the best things about church is that you're around people who have good values, that people have empathy and people mm. who have showed kindness and love and live the way following Jesus. We should be the safest place for anybody in our community. Mm. doesn't matter what you're dealing with, what decisions you've made, where you're at in life, the church should be a safe place. And you know what, in my experience, that's what the church has been for me. I don't know about you, Brendan, has that been the same for you? Yeah, like um, I feel like my church experience has been like pretty mostly like almost entirely positive. Like, yeah, I can't think of like you know, and I I really understand that not everyone's experience. Not everyone's experience for yeah. sure. And I'm in a very different position where I only know like in my world very like a handful of people that I've grown up in the same church that I'm in right now. Mm. Like I've been going to like this is probably like twenty years. I've been wow. like being in the same like place. And, like, that's, like, my childhood, teenage years and, like, now being a leader in it and being, you know, being on sure. the team, which is yeah, so wow. cool. But, like, I understand that that's such, a, like, a foreign concept for so many people, mm. even people who have been Christians forever. Like, mm. that's just, like, a very different point of view. So, like, I find it, like, I honestly, like, I think church has, for me, always been a place that, like, yes, it's been, like, like Georgia was saying, a community of people that you could always, like, trust and rely on and people that always sort of cared about you. For sure. Like I remember as a teenager having a conversation with Maddie Smith mm-hmm. about um, becoming oh, legends like, at our church. Yeah, like the, the legend is amazing. Yeah, and like I remember telling him that I became like the captain of my cricket team. Yeah, and he was just so stoked. I remember just feeling like, 
over the moon because one random adult like loved me. <laughs> like, you yeah, know what I mean? like, totally. Like that, those sort of like little foundational experiences. And he probably never remembers that and didn't even remember mm-hmm. it like 10 minutes after yeah. it happened. Yeah, how good's like, that? Little things like that that have just always been awesome about church. Yeah, I think um, some reason in today's society people isolate themselves um, and I don't know if it's just because the, the, if it's the time fact, like you said, Georgia, where they can mm. just go home and, you know, put on Netflix and, you know, which we all do part of our life, mm. but that's the extent you know, they might, you know, maybe play, hopefully some people might be a part of like a community sport or something, but some people aren't even doing that, mm. you know, and they can live a life that can be so isolated. Um, but it feels normal. But for, yeah, that's right. But the, like I'm hearing consistently from both of you is that the church, for you wasn't a place that you felt isolated as a place that you felt so much community and people around you mm. which in we've all experienced how good that is yeah. to have people who first of all love you but people that are excited for things in your life that are mm. you know around you and supporting you as well all these things are so important mm. um and it's sad that a lot of people don't get that yeah you know and if people are looking on social media or you know all these places to find value and validation and a lot of them aren't getting it, you know. They find themselves feeling more isolated. You see that even the way we're going with technology and moving into gaming and that kind of stuff and, mm. yes, they might have friends online and that kind of thing but there's no real connection that's being made. And I, I believe that we were created to be in community, mm. that we were created to be around others and to sharpen each other and yeah. build each other up, you know. I think it's such a value that all of us could speak into. Mm. Um and, you know, like people who are listening today, I hope that um, when you've experienced church, it's been positive. But there's probably times where I've seen some negative moments in church. Mm. Um, and I get we hold, you know, we want to live life as a, as a standard, that we have a standard we want to live by. And sometimes we can hold ourselves to the high standard. And I think sometimes we're just, we try and extend grace, but there's not much ex- grace extended to the church, mm. you know. And... Um, I like to, when I sit down and have conversations, we like to say that, hey, we're all just people. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter if you're the senior pastor or you're just a first-time attendee. Mm. We're all just people trying to do the right thing mm. and trying to live the best life we mm. can. And we all have questions and we all are just trying to get through and we're trying to do our best. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people make mistakes. Sometimes people... Um, you know, get hurt. Sometimes emotion or whatever comes into play, it's, these are real things. People, mm. we're all real people. We mm. all deal with a lot of the same issues. Um, yet, you know, we if you're part of something outside of the church walls and something happens, there's a bit of grace, but when it's in the church, no, nah, there's mm. no grace. Mm. And I'm not saying we don't hold the church and lead us to a higher standard. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. What I'm saying is that um, we've just got to know that we're just normal people. Yeah. You know, I might have a title as pastor next to my name, <laughs> but I'm still trying to get through life the mm. same as everybody else. And mm. hopefully we've learned some bits of wisdom in it. Um, but I know the times where I've, you know, either been hurt or something's been done. Um, it's been a choice for me to choose to show grace and extend grace to the people and to the situations that I've seen. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just, I feel sorry that people have been through tough things and situations. Um, and I've been through moments in my life. We've been through church splits and things that have 
things are broken and all that kind of thing. But I'm still in it today mm. because I know the value of what it was originally intended for, mm. you know. And like you said, it was a place where we can come and we can have community. Another thing even I'd like to say is the impact that you can have as a corporate group, mm. you know. Like what I can do by myself <laughs> it was really not too much. Mm. But in a corporate environment where I'm actually able to gather with others, other individuals who together have the same value and same direction and vision, yeah. we're able to transform, help our communities, help our country, help overseas. Yeah. You know, all these things that we've been able to do. Um, because when it comes down to it, the church actually does a lot of great things for communities. Mm. Yeah. I don't think we talk about that enough, do we? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we can talk about the maybe the shortfalls a lot. Yeah. But those are the things that get highlighted. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I hate that you see in a current affair thing about ripping someone about because they ask the church people to tithe or give money. Mm. Um, but they don't talk about the other companies that are making mm. billions of dollars and don't give a cent to anywhere else, mm. you know. I don't know what you guys think about that. I'm just rambling here. Yeah. I just think that um, one of the things I was going to add on is I feel like the church is like an amazing place that gives opportunity. Mm. As in like I would not be doing what I'm doing right now if someone didn't take a shot on me yeah, same. and have like an opportunity given to me. Yeah. So I would say that like sort of going on from what you were chatting about then, like the church is doing so much incredible things mm. because it gives people opportunity to have a go. Yeah. And like for me, I'm still super young. But the things that I've been able to do as a part of the church and the mistakes I've been able to make. Totally. <laughs> you know, have been, you know, so helpful and so, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of, like foundational yeah. to who I am as a person because yeah. like I was allowed to have a go at running something and I was allowed to have a go at doing this and doing that. Allowed to have a go at like helping people in our community in different ways. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'd failed at certain things and got yeah. better and I succeeded sure. at certain things and got better at them as well. Like, I listened you know. to a, um, an so interview with um, John Legend the other day. Mm. Um, I can't remember what podcast it was on. And he was talking about he grew up in church, you know, and as we know, he's an incredible, you know, singer-songwriter, mm. you know, musician, all these things. Um, and he grew up in church leading, you know, a choir and, you know, written a band and that kind of thing and doing studio work and that kind of thing, but as well as in church. And um, I loved one of the things he said. He said, I feel really sorry um, – if church is empty, our music in the secular world everywhere is going to suffer. Hmm. He said, you know, some of the best musicians, people, you know, songwriters, they've come from the church because mm. the church is a breeding ground for creativity. It's a breeding ground mm. for people to have opportunity to write music. Like we have things these days in churches, lighting rigs and PAs and, mm. you know, consoles and, you know, mm acoustically set up rooms and all that kind of thing mm. um, and moments and places for people to, to you know, stand up and, and, you know, sing songs and write music. I'm like, where else do you get those opportunities, yeah, right. you know? Mm. And he was saying that. He's like, if we see a generation of people growing up and who don't go to church and I don't know if he goes to church or not anymore. I don't think he does. But it was funny hearing from him saying mm. that, that if we don't have the church, he reckons our music is going to suffer. Mm. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such like a like so honestly like sometimes we look at like when people get asked to like serve or be a part of it it's like mm. oh my goodness I can't believe someone asked me to serve oh my goodness mm. like <laughs> <laughs> but like actually it's like inviting people to have an opportunity to be a part of it and yeah. like 
Because the church is like, one thing I'd say, um, the church is so broad. Mm. As in, yes, like I think the creative side of things is epic and it's highlighted a lot because simply it's right there in front of us mm. and doing that. But there's so many things like I love um, just like community projects like um, Gotcha Back, which is yeah, a, um, so if good. you don't know, it's um, uh, helping like it's creating backpacks and for, yeah, for kids, kids who are in child who, services. Yeah, child yeah. services and stuff. Yeah, who've been broken, taken away from um, broken relationships and mm. yeah. Which is so awesome, which is such a different set of skills and abilities to mm. someone who's like a creative or something like that. That's right. It's still so important yeah. to yeah. who we are as a church and people who are doing incredible things over in India and other countries like that, which is just, you know, a whole reaching thousands foundation. Totally. Which is just, yeah. you know, feeding people who need to be fed and giving people medical supplies and mm. all the practical things that are so important. And it's just so vast that that's what I just love is that there's people who are professionals, people mm. who are kids, Anyone can be a part of the church. That's right. Mm. And anyone can make a difference, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. And I I like that language of saying you get to be a part of something bigger than yourself, mm. you know, that you have impact on things that you probably would have never had impact on. Mm. You know, the church, um, like I said before, has its shortfalls and it's gone through things. But in every community, if the church was highlighted to be able to People know it's there, what the church offers, what it's there for. Like I, well, we grew up in youth, right, mm. going to youth group. Now there's some youth groups around but I don't think it's a massive thing all around the world that there's teenagers everywhere jumping into youth groups and, yeah. you know. But if people really knew exactly what they're about, mm. you know, and the idea and we've got, you know, with crime rates and these kind of things going up in areas – you put a good youth ministry in those areas, yeah. you're going to change that community, yeah. right? You're going to have a generation of people growing up who aren't on the street every Friday night. They're in mm. church making good connections with adult or, you know, leaders who they can have as role models who live life with good value and all this thing and that's going to yeah. be put into the kids in the community. I don't know who you are but you cannot say that that is not important, mm. right? And that's throughout every age group and – I just like the idea that um, now, especially because we've got kids, say Georgia, mm -hmm. and we're thinking about our kids growing up yeah. and not even for just a spiritual aspect but looking at them foundationally like you said before, Brendan, what, like, what, is it, what, is it, what do I want my child to be like? Yeah. You know, like we're thinking about those things. Yeah. You know. And like, their influences and. That's right. Even just their fundamental moral compass. Mm. You know, you can't. Where else can you look apart from obviously as parents you instill those your family core values into your children, but where else are they gonna learn mm. or witness or adopt those kinds of values? That's right. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that. So really like we know the church is important, right? Mm. We know the value, we can speak of it and we could talk all day about that, right? Why the church is important. Um but People listening to the podcast today, anybody who's listening at home and wherever you are, um, if you're not in church, I do encourage you to get into church, to give it a try. Or even just check it out. Just to check Bust it out. Bust the myths. That's right. These days all church is online too. You can watch services before you even go mm. into a room, you mm. know. Mm. But like you said, I like that idea that, you know, the roof's not going to cave in Yeah. Mm. when you walk in the door, right, to try it out. It's not just a place you need to go for weddings and funerals but it's a place where you're going to find 
hopefully people that love you mm. and that you're going to feel like a place, you find a place where you belong, you know. Um, and these days, you know, we see the church having stance on certain issues and um, certain topics and that as well. Um, but the things that I've experienced and, you know, people that we deal with and the conversations we have, you know, the church's first response out of everything needs to be at a place of love. Yeah. Mm. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, we knew that the way Jesus operated and the, and the things that he said and the things that he did. And I hope that if anyone's had any situations where the church hasn't been like that, that they will find a place that does mm. first operate like that. Yeah. But I want people to know today that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done or where you've gone from, that the church is a place that you can belong. Mm. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Yeah, I, I guess I'd just say um, I love the idea that like, like you sort of mentioned like a while back, um, we're all we're all trying, yeah. we're all human. <laughs> like, I think if we like if if we go if you go into any sort of church or any sort of situation and understand that, I think I'm a, maybe I'm just naive, but I believe that people innately are trying to get better. Yeah, they're trying to do things. The best way. I don't think anyone's intentionally trying to stuff up stuff and yeah, do, totally. you know, hurt people. So I think that, like, I think coming, like, you can call it grace or whatever you want to call it, but like, I think just knowing that everyone's trying, mm. and we're mm. trying, and we're going to keep trying, mm. and tomorrow we'll try to be better than today, and we'll try to be better after that, and yeah. you know, next year hopefully we're better than this year, and yeah, hopefully, please. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And if you're listening to this today, if you feel isolated. If you feel like you need help, if you feel like you don't know anyone that loves you, you don't know um, people that want to support you, if you feel like that you you know aren't doing anything with your life and you need you want to do something great, you can do that through the local church and you can find those things in the local church. You don't have to look to other places. And I just want to highlight that and you know be a positive voice looking into the church and actually speaking about the church, the capital C, the mm. church, mm. that it is important for our communities. It's important for our our world, our cities, our nations, wherever they are. I believe that the church is actually there for a reason. Yeah. And sporting clubs are great, right? Mm. Bird pigeon clubs, whatever it is you do, surfing clubs, whatever it is, yeah, they're great. You can find community in it. But – for what the church can do to a community, it can transform lives. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And, um, yeah, I know we've just gone back into services, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and everybody who listens to this or attends our church and, and they're part of the Originals community, um, I encourage you not just to stay away but to actually step in even more. Yeah. That if you've missed the community and that side of being around people, um, I know I can only speak from my experience, but whenever I've been down or I've been struggling or – different seasons of life. Um, sometimes we think pulling away from things is the best thing to do. Yeah. But in my, well, how many years I've been alive, every time I've done something, the more I push in is mm. the better I come off. Yeah. I always find that if I step back, I stay in what I was dealing yeah, with. That's right. But if I step in, it's that posture of not pulling back but actually stepping in even more mm. has actually helped me move out of the season or the thing I was dealing with. Yeah. You know, all the struggle I was having or whatever it was, um, don't pull away. Mm. 
but step in. Mm. I don't know who that's for. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Can I ask you a quick, quick question? Hit us. What is okay in church? Mm. What is that? What's a moment that happens? That's like that wow moment of oh, this is why we do church. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you have those sort of moments that you like? You're in a church, or if that's a service, or is that sitting down and having a coffee with someone? Like, what is that sort of moment you go, wow, this is why we do what we do? Like, I love baby dedications and water baptisms. Yeah, wow. Because it's like for two different reasons, I suppose. Baby dedications, it's like it's really cute. <laughs> it, it, it just, it's like yes. it's not just about the family of the child being dedicated. It's like in that moment you're reminded that the church is a family yeah. because yeah. everybody's there whether they know the people, mm. you know, in that moment or not, you're a family in that moment. Mm. Like I find that so powerful and water baptisms for the same reason. It's like there's always a backstory that's led that person to make totally. that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, if you catch a glimpse of what that journey has been like, totally. you're behind that person 100%, whether oh. you've met them before mm. or not. Those it moments impacts you so like, much. Mm. It just, it lifts, it's, you know, you kind of leave the politics of church aside or, you know, your differences in opinion on theology or whatever. Mm. Those things mm. fall into the background in yeah, those they don't moments matter. and <laughs> it becomes about loving people. And that's right. And celebrating. That, yeah. Yeah. Those are. I love those moments. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and I've got to admit that is a privilege of about one of the reasons what we get to do because mm. sometimes we are privy to situations or people's stories. Yeah. And you know the journey they've been on to get to that place. Yeah, it's powerful. And you see that moment and it's like it's And you actually get to hear about it because totally. the power of a testimony in within the context of a church seems a lot more prevalent or mm. prominent mm. than outside of because yeah. maybe you don't get the opportunity to share those experiences outside of a context but when you're explaining to someone or sharing with someone and you have the opportunity to share what God's done and how where he's brought you how powerful that moment is and how much you learn about your neighbor in those moments and how much you can be encouraged by someone else's story I think again being back to the point do you get those experiences outside of a church context possibly but I certainly have experienced it a lot more being a part of a church community totally. that I have, mm. yeah, you know, no, outside, without a doubt, you know, I have so many of those moments. Mm. It's it's, um, and that sounds very cliche to say, sorry, but um, I can think of like specific stories of people that mm. I've seen, um, and wow moments because it is about people, right? It's, mm. That's what the church is. It's not the buildings or the locations we gather. It's all about the people, individuals who gather together. Yeah. You know. Um, and I can just think of all these stories of how the church itself has transformed individuals um, and sometimes it's just because the, the church was in that location, in that place and sometimes it's, you know, they were driving and saw it and, yeah. <laughs> you know, came in. Um, and oh, there's, there's so many things. I'm trying to think mm. of the exact one. Do you have one, Brennan? Let me just work out the exact one I want to say. Yeah, I, I, feel like I, I feel like I'm about to describe an experience sort of similar to what you're trying Go to say. It. Like as in, yeah. I, um, if you don't know, I serve in kids ministry with our amazing team and mm. it's awesome. Mm. And moments that really um, get me and it's like just incredible. And like not to get too specific with it, but there's like, you know, in our older age group we have like worship time and we're worshiping God together. And... When there is those moments where it's like, you know what that kid's going through. Like that kid 
parents just got divorced, mm. kids' worlds just been turned upside totally. down. Mm. Yeah, they're sitting there and they're pressing and they're worshiping more than you, yeah. and you're like, mm-hmm. "That's incredible!" Yeah. Like that, those moments, like they just bring you to tears because it's like, that's like the kids' capacity to just and it, like, and it's just more about the individuals. Like you're saying, like seeing like, individual lives just press in and you know get connected, but also like connect with God in that amazing, incredible way. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I just don't think anything beats this when we're talking about like all those different stories and things and I I think for me is yeah when I've had and I've met had a conversation with someone I've met someone or I've been on the journey with someone and I see that point usually there is there is a point I know we like to talk about you know it's not just this one point of salvation and mm. you know some churches say put your hand up and that's it you're saved you know saved again saved is a continual thing mm-hmm. it's every day you you making the choice that you are saved yeah. um but one of the things i think for me is when i have done the journey with someone mm-hmm. or um you have a bit of an idea of their backstory mm-hmm. and there's that moment where they do decide to step away from the old thing you know into mm-hmm. actually lay down that which was holding them back or whatever it was and sometimes it is a certain moment and there's moments of that where I can I can remember people who I know now who are married have kids mm. who are doing amazing things who walked through the door of the church to be honest messed up mm. and broken mm. and hurt and not by the church by the world mm. and had made the wrong decisions and they walked into a place that that was the last thing they did and they walked through the door and they encountered God and they mm. met people who loved them and they're part of the community and now their life is completely transformed. Yeah. And I think there's sometimes in those moments I love, first of all, seeing in that moment the decision being made to follow Jesus but mm. then adding to that I love looking retrospectively down the track and you know after years and remembering where they came from and then seeing where they are now and what the church has done to transform mm. their life yeah. um there is nothing better i think cool. i love that you know you just see that the church isn't just saying we talk about it's action yeah it's actually people's lives being changed weekly yeah. every single person that walks through those doors you know has an opportunity to see their life transform yeah move forward it's pretty awesome mm. it's good so, yeah, I think I just encourage anybody listening today, come to church. We'd love to see you. I'd love to meet you. Say hello. But, yeah, that was today. We talked about church. It was good. good. I like having a conversation about church. We'll do it again sometime. It's pretty good, mate. Come on. <laughs> hey, well, we love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about our community, check us out on Instagram at HWY Originals. We'll see you next week.